Hello and welcome back to the Folk Podcast. Now, as you may notice, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, this is a video recording, which we don't do very often just because it's a lot of, I have three screens going on right now and I just don't really like doing it this way. Uh, but we are talking about Vikings Valhalla. Don't worry, this is the last time we'll talk about it. Uh, but we recently did our first impressions of uh, Vikings Valhalla. And then immediately afterwards, we all finished the series and we were like, well, we should probably talk about the actual review. Uh, so that's why we're putting it on YouTube because this is going to serve as a Vikings Valhalla review. So if you've never actually listened to the podcast before, I do have two co-hosts on here with me. I have Ian and Caleb, uh, my friends in the community, and we've been doing this for nearly two years now. We've been doing the podcast with over 76 episodes as of watching this one. Uh, we cover a wide variety of subjects, including how, how to get into the faith, our personal experiences. Um, we also bring on guests who do things within the community or are just getting into the faith or have been in for a long time. Uh, we bring in creators uh, and musicians. Uh, we've had a wide variety of content on there. So if you're looking for more Wisdom of Odin content, definitely recommend checking out the folk podcast uh it's way more laid back which is why it's hard to do a video i've already had to do this like four times but anyways uh i do want to give ian and caleb uh give everyone like a two-minute introduction into who you are uh, in case they don't know uh and then we'll move into the conversation all right i'll go ahead and i'll start hi my name is ian uh yeah i've been part of the wisdom of odin community for shortly after it started um fellowship leader up in uh, central uh, Midwest, Minnesota specifically. Uh, I've been a Norse pagan going on 10 plus years now, primarily work with hell. Um, yeah, uh, Instagram is at Desert Pagan. I'm going to be changing that name shortly because I no longer live in Mex New Mexico. So eventually that's going to change. Yeah, Lake Pagan, something like that. I'll get creative with it. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to do this review. So I'm uh, I'm Caleb. I'm I was one of the original nine that went to the first gathering, and then we grew this community to what it is. Uh, I'm the one that does all the the hand poke tattoos that have been seen throughout. Yeah, like I'll show show them off now. <laughs> um, but if you're if you're interested in those, you can look me up on uh, Instagram at uh, Big Urine. V I G B J O R N. Um, Caleb, did you just is, say B J? That's how you spell <laughs> Okay, the reason I say that is because uh, this is an explicit podcast, uh, so it's not, we cuss on this, so fuck, get them all the way, fuck boys. Uh, there's no way this video is getting monetized. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how this is going to work, this is completely 100% spoilers. We are completely talking about the entire series here, the entire season of Vikings Valhalla. Uh, so you have been warned, this is spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Just, just don't turn away if you don't want spoilers. All right, that's enough. So uh, basically, we we told Caleb about the uh, impression video, and he watched it that Sunday. And then we got a text later that day, and he was like, hey, I finished it. <laughs> uh, so overall, uh, I do want to go ahead and just get your, like, if someone just asked right now, they wanted to know in the video, should they watch it as a Norse pagan? What did you guys say? Would you say yes or no? I would say yes. 100%. I would say yes. I agree with that. It was, I didn't expect my wife to get into it. She was more into it than I was watching. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I mean, just talking to people within the Discord community and stuff like that. I mean, Caleb wasn't the only person that went and sat down and watched it from start to finish, you know, basically in one day. There were several other people that did it, you know, 
as well that, you know, later that day or, you know, within that week after we had recorded that podcast episode and shortly after, you know, the show had been released in general. So I feel like it definitely uh, impressed and surprised a lot of people compared to, you know, the original Vikings TV show. So I think there's a lot more research done into it and a lot more practicing pagans were drawn to it. So there you go. That's it. Oh, and I, I, I would say I recommend it as well um, as far as a show. Uh, I, I look at it more from the filmmaker perspective just because I do have an affinity and a, and a love for filmmaking and the art of it. Uh, so as a filmmaker, uh, well, as a film buff and a YouTuber, I would say I definitely recommend it. Uh, as a Norse pagan, I do think there's some really great moments. Uh, as a someone that enjoys Viking history, maybe not. <laughs> this is definitely where, you know, that line... I think it's better than, uh, you know, the original uh, the original show, at least what it turned into. This is more of a callback to what it was at first, where they did base it on characters. Like, all the main characters, for the most part, are actual characters that existed during uh, the Viking Age, just maybe not around the same time. Uh, which is what they started the original series with, and then it kind of devolved into the, like, sex and blood and drama thing that it became. Uh, so... It's hard to say what this is going to go, but I was very impressed with how they took that step back and kind of went back to basics on uh, on how the show is structured. Uh, so as far as the uh, you know the conversation here, I mean, there's your review. Go watch it if you haven't watched it already, um, and let us know what you thought down below. But we really want to dissect kind of episode by episode, uh, character by character, what we thought as practitioners of this faith, as heathens, uh, and kind of go through it. Uh, now, again, we're not historians. You know, we don't actually know that much about the Viking Age as far as like, you know, what a, a history, you know, degree would give you. Uh, but again, the history is not the best in here, but it does have some good highlight moments that, you know, we know about uh, that, you know, we might not know exactly how they played out. Uh, so, gentlemen, I do want to go ahead and kind of give it to you here. What did you think about uh, the characters of the show? You know, a lot of people fell in love with Ragnar, Floki, Rolo, Lagatha. Uh, so, you know, there was some pretty big shoes to fill as far as uh, the characters in this uh, Valhalla series. Well, I mean, we we discussed it, you know, in the in the podcast episode that we did on the initial episode review with uh, with Harold uh, Harold Sigurdsson. Um, where he he had this depiction of how did you describe him, Jacob? Like your typical oh, okay, okay, Portland, yeah, no, no, it, well, it was, Californian yoga California. master that drinks kale every morning with a man. There it is. Yeah, you know, it's it's very much you know they I think they went for that like that sex appeal, you know. And at first I was like, oh great, here we go. This is kind of what they're gonna tie it into, or they're gonna make it you know about that Viking bro aesthetic kind viking of viking bun yeah i can't say much <laughs> so i've got one right now yeah show us that viking bun you both got some ponytails it's, and it's a little it's a little right i'm right the only now. normal well, one i mean here. i wanted to keep it out of my out of my damn world we <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean so starting out with that you know i felt like that's where it was going and initially i was just like oh, i don't know how i feel about his character based off of that you know but you know i was pleasantly surprised later on um and yeah, I don't know. It was just the character design was, I feel like, a little bit more thinking back on it now and having finished it and where it had gone. I feel like it was it was reasonably done where I think they, they made these individuals to be as, I don't necessarily want to say real to life, but as believable as possible. More so than where Vikings was, you know, they, they made them almost 
to be godlike in some ways and aspects. I don't know. It was, oh, it was, and, it was, and this is something I talked about too, is they actually did, you know, pertain certain characters to gods where these characters are more or less just heroes and that's all yeah. they have to live up to. Yeah. And I think that was a, a nice, like fresh start almost, you know, it was very refreshing to see that. I liked what they did for the, for the most part uh, on everything. This, the, I remember, I think the last time I talked about how like the first time Freydis showed up on the, on the show, I didn't like her because it seemed like all I told her to do was get, up, get in that boat and just start screaming. And I guess <laughs> that was the first in, impression that I had. So it's like, I'm not going to like her, but she actually turned into a really good character over the course of, of the show. Um, and then I liked the, I liked the, the character development that they have between um Oh, I guess I should say I like the the way that uh, Leif develops throughout yeah. the show because he's yeah. really quiet and reserved. Well, I think that's something we mentioned in that the first impressions video is Leif was the character we were kind of on the fence about just because he didn't really get that much time to be interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, no, he got so, a lot of time. He just wasn't very interesting. Yeah, and it, yeah. it, it just takes some time to it, he's more of a of one of like showing an action than it does with like the way that his character speaks or um, says things in the show. I, yeah, I definitely say like I was very similar with uh with Harold, right? Harold, Harold. Yep, it's yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I wasn't too sure on him because again I was very off put by how California how how Californian <laughs> kale juice he looked. Uh, but at the same time he did grow on me. Now I do really wish we got more of his like obviously berserkier stuff, like because you know or I guess he would be a, like an Ulfender because he had a wolf head, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, and that. it's like you get like one scene of that, like, and then all the other scene, like all the other action scenes with him are him in just normal armor. So I was really hoping that we'd see more of that because it was really exciting to get to see that. Now it does seem at the very end there with uh, Leif that he's going to go down that Eric, uh, Eric the Red or Eric Blood Axe. Which one is he? I can't remember. Eric the Red. They call it. They Eric call the it Red. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's uh, more commonly known as Eric the Red. Yeah, okay. So it seems like he's going to start going down that Berserkir path a little bit, um, you know, with unleashing his blood rage there at the very end. Yeah, I'm excited to see where they take that, um, that, that particular arc specifically with Leif. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see what they show with it, like what explanations they have for it, the information. You know, I'm curious if they're just going to go if they're just going to go straight fucking Hollywood and whatever they want, or if they're actually going to try to be somewhat historical to like what bit of information we actually have regarding it. Yeah, considering the shows, uh, the showrunners, uh, you know, history here, probably Hollywood. I'm going to guess probably, but they have they've done more of like the actual like nuanced pagan things in this show than they did in the original series. So I don't know. I've got a little bit of hope. So um, on that final episode, we're skipping right here to the end. On that final episode, I do want to ask you, Caleb, is there one mm -hmm. thing that really bothered you in that final episode? Like I, I asked Ian, like there was this like one moment that just really bothered me. I'm trying to think of exactly what happened in the final episode. There was like the big battle and, you know, Okay, I'll just say it. it. It was the human sacrifice scene. It was the first one they showed all season. Oh, yeah, that was weird. And Uppsala, yeah. I couldn't remember if that was the, the, the last episode or if it was the second. It was the last episode. one, yeah. Because I remember that I, I expected there to be like 12 episodes or something like that. I didn't have a clue that there were only like eight. Yeah. So it, when the show ended, it was like abrupt for me. And I was like, huh. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, the whole corkscrew, like, 
you know, yeah. it's one. It's one thing. Okay, you know, have your human sacrifice. I'm glad they showed other forms of like offering before then. You know, the votive offerings with her burning the the idols to the gods and stuff like that. I like that. I appreciated that. Uh, and it's you know, then they're like, we need to do a human sacrifice. It's like, ah, okay, fine. But then they did it a really weird way. Like that corkscrew was clearly like. Please show me the Viking Age craftsman that made this like intricate stainless steel corkscrew specifically designed to tap into the nervous system to paralyze someone before he would sacrifice. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, well, like the, like thinking about it, it was essentially like a a Viking Age or like the end of the Viking Age, like lobotomy machine right, almost yeah. is what it, it was. What it seemed like, you know, like it was. <sighs> I don't know. It's yeah, weird. it was a weird. It was weird. It was a really weird thing, and I was just like, uh, I don't know about that. I don't know how I feel about this. Well, like the the scene itself was it was what it was, but yeah, the weird Iron Maiden looking and not quite Iron Maiden looking thing, but it's basically like a pole. Yeah, like so they strap the dude in, and then a metal like clamp goes across like his forehead like that, and then there's just like this hole that hits like the taps like the base of his of his spine, and all of a sudden he just goes limp fish, and then they. You know, it was like a hum humane. Yeah, way of I was human thinking sacrifice. that you made human sacrifice. I was like, <laughs> is this weird. like some PC shit? Like, if, in order for them to have a human sacrifice on television, they're like, well, you have to make it humane. Like, what the what? Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was weird. It was a weird contraption. Yeah, the whole time watching, I was just like, I highly, highly doubt they had anything like that. No, uh, no I would always say with 100% certainty, nothing like that has ever existed for human sacrifice, at least not in yeah. Northern Europe. Yeah. Ugh. Whatever. So no, to take no. a step Whatever. back, uh, you know, the, the first rising action of the of the show is the, the bridge battle, which I actually had to look this up, and I didn't realize that the London Bridge is Falling Down, like, child song, actually, its origins do come from this story of the Vikings tearing down the London Bridge. Uh, so again, you know, kudos to the show there for teaching me something in that regards, or at least sending me down the rabbit hole I didn't expect to go down. Yeah, I was, first off, like, that episode as a whole, um, which is amazing because I mean we've we've talked about it you know on the side where there's a certain point with the, the Vikings TV show where it got to a point where it was just big battle after big battle after big battle and it just became this this monotonous you know it, it just repetitive cycle that they were going through whereas like this show definitely had a nice balance of interesting dialogue between characters and you know the the pagan aspect of it regarding like Frades and just the overall uh change from the viking age and paganism to christianity basically coming in and really starting to, to make a huge push and then you know the big battles were well done and you know well thought out and like that one was amazing it was it was just the, the detail and stuff that they they put into it i think is what really did it for me well and it was just entertaining you know like yeah. and that's a, that's a big thing like you know historical accuracy uh you know uh like the spiritual aspects all this stuff like at the end of the day if the show's not entertaining like it's not worth watching and you know and that an entire episode with the bridge was honestly just really fun i really enjoyed it yeah i thought i felt like it was done really well and i thought it was funny like I kept waiting for it. Like after they had finally done it and went inside the castle, and they finally said, "London Bridge has fallen down." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yep, I'm just waiting for the rest of the damn song now. 
<laughs> yeah, there was like there was a part of me that I I kind of had an idea like that that it was based off like the London Bridge is falling down nursery rhyme or children's song was based off of a off of a real thing. I just didn't realize that it was Vikings that basically right. took him down. I thought it was a I thought it was a fire or something else because I believe after that that situation they ended up is when it became stone instead of wood. They're shortly after that when they rebuilt it. Oh no, I can't secretly text. Ugh. Yeah, you're on camera now. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. The text didn't go through. Come on. There you go. This thing's behind the podcast. Oh gosh. It's asking me to sign in. No, stop this. <laughs> I, it's already hard enough not picking my nose, and now I gotta like. <laughs> no, I don't want to add my mobile number, Facebook Messenger. Just send the message. Oh, I get oh. this. Oh, I'm sweating. This is stressful. <laughs> All right, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> I might just keep that in there, so like the the actual like uh, concurring viewers of the podcast that might watch this are like, oh, this is how like disastrous this is. <laughs> um so as far as like uh, another character you already guys mentioned was freydis so freydis is obviously our you know pagan character because the majority of the vikings in this show are actually already christianized like and that's one of the main themes is actually the end of the pagan era uh which is sad but at the end of the day i'm, I'm glad it's doing it justice in the sense that it, it's showing that it was not a very peaceful um you know transition at times but also it wasn't always violent you know uh you know uh harold in particular you know he was sired into it uh canute's character was christian um you know and all this stuff and actually uh halfton's character uh or not halfton's harold's character uh, he's harold hardrada uh in the histories and he's considered the last great viking uh even though he was actually christian uh all the way up to the battle battle of stanford bridge which i assume is where this show is going to end is the battle of stanford bridge uh and the end of the viking age it just makes sense uh but freydis's character i don't know what they're gonna do do go with because i don't believe she's based on a historical character uh but she is definitely the torch the literal torch bearer and the uh, bearer in the form of that sword uh for uh, for paganism yeah i feel like this is the way i'm describing her is she is the idea of of paganism in you know given flesh so to speak um you know she is that embodiment of, of that idea that is trying to live on and and continue through a time where you know like in the show, they literally have like a pack of people that are designed to hunt down and kill pagans. The, the Edge Lord pack. Yeah, the Edge Lord oh, pack with the fantastic beard. I, I will admit, the beard game in this show was <laughs> highly stepped up from the original Viking show. I feel like they were just like, we need instead of more cowbell, we need more beard because so, that's what it seemed like. <laughs> so funny thing. And y'all will probably get a kick out of this or be offended for Eric. I'm not sure. But Amber kept saying that she hated that character, not just because he like what he did, um, but because when she saw his beard and it's like, I don't know if this is somebody's face or whatever, she swore up and down. It's like, like it looked just like Eric. <laughs> I, I believe I'm yeah. pretty sure I mentioned something similar to that. There, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she's not the only one. So Eric, if you're watching. Well, like, what was that guy's name? It was like Jarl... I can't remember. Jarl, uh, Cora? Cora. Yeah. Cora, yeah. Cora, It was like, I think it's spelled. Yeah. Like uh, K O R E, something like that. 
I mean, obviously, it's, it's we have to hate his character because, like, you know, his whole purpose is killing pagans, even though he clearly is, like, heavily tied to paganism still, you know, and has very, like, spiritual, mystical connections. But he believes yeah. is on this divine mission from God to end paganism. And But, like, dude, the actor that played him gave it his all. Like, he did so good playing this villain that you hate to love. I mean, like that. I mean, I kept on texting you, and I'm like, dude, that last episode, he gets unhinged. Like, you know, it's just like, yeah! like the whole time. And I'm like, dude, I love this. Like, this guy. <laughs> no, no, I mean, crazy. the actor did amazing. Like, no, no hate at all against that actor. He was a, he was a, <laughs> right, he yeah. Was, yeah, he was a good villain. Be, you know, because you know, you grew to, you like, you generally. I loved whenever he was on screen, character. but I hated him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he was a good villain. You know, and whether or not that's that's just us coming from a, uh, a I feel like it is us coming from a, a pagan perspective, you know, like it upset us greatly. This, you know, to know that is what he he was basically sent to do was exterminate pagans in the most brutal fashion, you know, possible. But yeah, at the same time, like he's just a good villain all around. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I mean that's part of why I got so into one like just wanting to keep watching the show because I wanted to see him like get what he deserved. <laughs> I will right. say like that that last battle with him and Freydis was was really good. Yeah, I do like how his little like Edge Lord cult thing was almost like uh, they kind of had a Nazgul Ring Wraith Ninja vibe. vibe. Yeah, to mm -hmm. them, which you know I I, I thought was pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, I will say, like, the Uppsala scenes, which I think uh, episode five and six were really the focus on that. Uh, we get the, uh, like, the vision and, uh, like, the, the, like, ceremony and ritual in episode five, which is the miracle. And then uh, the next episode is kind of the end of the Uppsala stuff, uh, which is, like, sadly, the desecration of Uppsala, which did happen. I mean, we, again, we don't know the exact details, but Uppsala was a pagan holy site that was desecrated by Christians, and a church was built on top of it. Uh, so this is something that, you know, again, I'm glad they showed because it shows that, you know, there were perfectly peaceful religious people just trying to live their lives, and that was destroyed and taken from them. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was pretty rough. Like, it was one of those scenes, like, I don't know if it's just, again, it, it just it hit on a different level, not just because of the current spiritual path that we are walking, but I don't know, I felt like there was something deeper, you know, within like, within your soul, man, like yeah, that like, just ooh. hit. And you're just like, it, it, knowing that that had actually happened and, you know, having a somewhat visual representation of that happening, just it hit very differently in a way that I was not expecting. Like I knew, you know, with that scene potentially coming, because it was very, it was very clearly foreshadowed right. to uh, some degree that that was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Um, and even knowing that it was going to happen, I was like, okay, like I know this is gonna, this is gonna be a really shitty episode. And it's gonna suck to watch. But then when it actually did happen, it hit so much harder than I had initially anticipated. Now, I want to go into, um, you know, we've been kind of very gushing on this show. You know, it's not perfect by any means. So I do want to take some time here uh, for, for some criticism. Like, what, kind of, what are things that you guys watch the show, uh, whether, you know, pagan or just like the show in general? What are some things that, you know, they hope that you hope they change or some things that bothered you? Uh, like, you know, what do you guys have for that? 
Mm-hmm. You want me to start? <laughs> I was saying like that. That is yeah. actually like a relatively tough thing to like. You know, I have I have some minor things, but off the top of my head, like I really can't think of too much, really. Yeah, as like again from the film, we we discussed this at length in the uh, the uh, the first impressions video where I talk about how it, it is actually very impressive how much the the whoever is controlling the cinematography is actually really knowledgeable what they're doing you know they understand motifs and things like that uh but overall i think the show is held back by the youngness of the cast the majority of the cast is very young outside of uh cora y'all cora uh hakon or what was her name hakon hakon yeah hakon whatever and canute are the oldest members of the cast otherwise it's very very young and I do feel like, uh, you know, it's held back a little bit by that. Again, I, I, I wish that these people were a little older. Maybe it's because I'm getting older. You know, I'm, I'm well, maybe bit, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, you also have, you know, Yara Olaf as well. That that bastard, he was pretty old in that. Oh, yeah. To some degree. So I, I haven't thought about him this whole podcast because I'm like, I just do not like his character. Well, yeah, because, <laughs> of, what he, because of what he does historically. Yeah, he's yeah. an ass. So, you know, it's one of those things. Yeah, I don't blame you for completely forgetting about yeah, it. But yeah, like, he was, who is that guy? You know? <laughs> yeah, the guy. I'll say it was funny. Like, the, like right there at the, the end of the last episode where he runs away like a scared little bitch because fucking yeah. Fork Beard is coming. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I I fork fork beard. Beard. Yeah. Dude, I love I like his fork last beard. scene, bro. I love where he was just yep. like, here's your first lesson, grandsons. <laughs> you know, what to do with traitors. <laughs> <laughs> just sailing the ship i was like dude that's kind of badass like <laughs> no i i like his character i like everything about him <laughs> yeah he had a lot of good uh he's a lot of good a, one-liners he's just a crotchety old man that that's what i'm gonna say he's just a salty old man yeah <laughs> i mean one thing uh you know the original show really benefited from was Eckbert was such a good character like Eckbert. Mm-hmm. i mean uh, not only did we lose ragnar in the original series you know at the same time but we basically lost Eckbert. and i think that was one of the biggest detriments of the show is because the duality between uh the dichotomy oh the dichotomy <laughs> <laughs> here we go again <laughs> The dichotomy between Eckbert and Ragnar was just so good. <laughs> Where's my beret? Let me put in my beret. <laughs> Shit, I, I kept hearing Cartman whenever you were talking like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of wanted a little bit of a Cartman there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, their relationship, uh, especially their ending conversation, uh, you know, all of that uh, was so good between Eckbert and Ragnar. Uh, so, you know, the fact that going into the series, you know, you don't have that, but I actually enjoyed the England stuff more than I expected. Uh, the kid definitely was like a very wimpy, pathetic version of Joffrey. Yeah. And I hated his face. He gave me, yeah, he gave me not quite as, like, not even remotely close to as, like, ruthlessly just evil as Joffrey is from Game of Thrones, but he He could be that way. He, yeah, that that pompous little prince that you know, silver spoon in his mouth, never did you know did anything, you know, had that arrogance about him, like I am, you know, the prince, and then later becoming king, where it just went straight to his head, and he thought he could do anything, and anybody could do would basically do everything that he told them to, and so there that scene where he just loses his mind and basically throws a tantrum, it's right <laughs> before the right before the bridge yeah. is, is the bridge scene where Canute is basically offering up his demands for why we're not like, you know, basically come down here or we will, you know, fight all of you. 
and he just turns his back and starts riding off and this child prince or child king is just throwing a tantrum and it was just the funniest thing to see because that's i mean i feel like accurately like even in like modern days like that's what you would i would do you know like get out of here no i, I love that whole scene where he just gets played he gets played like a book and falls right into the trap played like um, a book is that a, one of them tennessee sayings i don't know yeah i thought it was played like a fiddle <laughs> yeah. like a, oh you know well you gotta get what i'm talking about you all know how many how many fence posts i i dug up out of the ground with my cousin they were cemented two feet into the ground no <laughs> i don't this is the first we're knowing about it today yeah <laughs> yeah my ass is still tired i might be you know i'm surprised i did as well as i did during the last episode <laughs> you okay yeah uh no and you got a baby <laughs> coming and like like the two dates in like what a week uh 10 days, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're slotted for like three gatherings <laughs> in the oh, podcast. Are you, are, wait, are you guys bringing the baby to the Ohio gathering? That's the plan. All right. Unless something changes. All right, then. Yeah. Maybe we'll take this time right here. We're at the 30 minute mark anyway. So, what we're talking about here, if you don't know about it, I don't know where you've been, but we have a nonprofit now. It's called the Fellowship of Northern Traditions. There is a link below uh, in the video, and it should be in the podcast now as well, uh, to our website where we plan all of our gatherings, where myself, Ian, and Caleb are fellowship leaders, uh, where our goal is to put on gatherings across the United States and beyond now, since we got two getting planned, one in the Netherlands and the other in the UK, which just was announced here recently uh so if you want to get involved in our community and possibly attend one of these pagan gatherings head over to that website uh sign up for a newsletter and be the first to know about them uh seriously we're very proud of this and very soon very 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 soon we are doing the push for the land purchasing some land uh for all of us to get together and honor the old ways. so please stay tuned for that um but also the, the folk podcast really is just kind of like i would say almost like our hangout our passion project uh but if you do want to uh, support the wisdom of odin and what i'm doing with the channel uh please think about going down to patreon and supporting me there uh it's the only way i'm able to continue to do this full time and thank you so very much for your support and make sure you go follow the folk podcast which you're listening to right now all right look at that i'm so good at those plugs now it's like i do them all the time <laughs> i enter like you a different do that realm. in your sleep if you want <laughs> oh my god right? you probably say it in the sleep yeah, I can, I can imagine what it's like to in, the, in one of those at a gathering with Jacob on like the bottom rung for the five dollar Patreon tier, Discord access. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, now I'm gonna listen for it. <laughs> we need so, to bring back the potatoes. Honestly, we haven't done the, that since potatoes, Pennsylvania the, gathering. The, hey, how so should we get Blade? To- because he's not going to watch this. He doesn't watch my videos anymore. I know he doesn't. I don't think he listens to the podcast either. Yeah. So, okay. Spying. So, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. How are we getting Wisconsin in with potatoes? I mean, we're right. we've done potatoes in the shoes. I've made, I I have put an entire sack of potatoes in his bed before, which he then cuddled accidentally. <laughs> I um, forgot about that. Oh, I've yeah. Got <laughs> I've got a good idea. All right. Got a good idea. Okay. So, I don't know where, where you put it, but well, I know where to put the potatoes, but. So he's going to have his duffel bag. He, I think he always carries his duffel bag, yep. right? Yeah. Take all his shit out of the duffel bag. Put it, place you know, put it, place it with the potatoes. It, yes. And I'm not, yeah, I mean, like, they can either be the giant damn, like, baking potatoes, or you could literally just get, like, Russets. all the all the little <laughs> tiny, you know, like, all the little tiny ones. Oh, the little, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and just fill it to the brim 
We should, yeah, we should get weird with it. We should like those like, like potatoes. finger link potatoes. Yeah, yeah or, like that's some expensive. That's a commitment. Hey, sweet, sweet potatoes are pretty cheap. We could change it up and throw some. Oh, more okay, no, 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 no. We do all regular potatoes and one sweet potato. Just throw them off. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> uh, and if you're a listener here, please don't be a rat and tell him. Please don't, because <laughs> right? you will see yeah. this in a video. You will. Like, if if this is allowed to happen, you will see this in the Wisconsin video. <laughs> Wisconsin. Uh, snitches. <laughs> uh, snitches get potatoes in their shoes. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Back to you, Vikings Valhalla. Uh, one thing I, I do kind of want to say here uh, in reflection of, you know, like criticism Maybe it's not a criticism of Vikings overall, and I feel like maybe I need to see this because I, I have been making so much Viking content lately to to really you know get all the people coming in from this show. Is I'm really 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 tired of so much emphasis on Viking stuff, like Viking age stuff. Like I want to know about the farmers, I want to know about the merchants, I want to see you know a focus on you know just normal life, but it just doesn't sell, and so I get why, but. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, Vikings are cool, but like, and the battles are cool, but I want some, nor I, I found myself enjoying the slower moments of this show. Like, you know, the battles were cool, but I was just like, eh, let's, let's get back to like the village stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think they, I think they did a pretty good demonstration of that um, in episode one, where Leif and Freydis and the rest of the Greenlanders, um, you know, are walking through Katakat and it's, it's, much larger because this is a hundred years after the Vikings TV show and Katakat becomes this very wealthy trade city. And so there's a good amount of, of you know, B-roll of, look at that, Jacob, I'm learning B video B-roll. Can you I'm describe to me some dichotomy? No, because I was just going to say, I'm never using that Dicon radishes. <laughs> but yeah, they do a good job, I think, of, of, some, of showing just kind of you know what they would believe a city based around heavy trade um would be like and there's a lot of scenes you know where they are walking periodically through the show especially with Ketakat, where they are walking through the town and you have merchants trying to sell their wares and you know and etc i think like that that i think was a relatively decent good job a decent job i don't know, I, I enjoyed that too because it does give a a brief little uh, peek into potentially what that would have been like in a city that big in that time frame. So one thing I was uh, just looking back through the episodes here, did you guys realize that Canute disappears basically after like episode five or six, like his character just disappears. And I think that is also kind of a detriment because I, I really like Canute's character and I feel like he wasn't given as much screen time as some of the others, uh, which, again, I, I found that Canute as the guy that played him as an actor was a far superior one uh, to like the guy that's playing Leif. Now, again, he's coming into his own, uh, but, you know, clearly the focus is going to be shifting more onto Leif in the later seasons for sure. Yeah, I, I feel like they did him a little dirty on that because like, yeah, they sure Forkbeard, who is Canute's father uh explains that he is going goes back to denmark from england because there you know is a an uprising and a war that started and so he is pulled away but they basically just remove him as a character and then replace him with Forkbeard, and then they explain oh this is what's going on instead of you know they could have potentially showed you know him finding out and then 
you know, his reaction to finding out and then leaving and then potentially even, you know, to throw in a scene, you know, even if it was like the last part, like a, a, a little clip from like in the last episode of him, you know, fighting stuff in Denmark. You know, yeah, I like, mean, yeah, because he wasn't in the last episode at all. The, the no. finale of the series, uh, the season, not there. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I feel like they, they did a, a pretty big injustice to not only his character, but the actor as well. Yeah. Like, I feel like they could have done something where just like, yeah, just a quick, like, 30 second clip of like Canute leading an army, you know, or something, you know, didn't yeah, yeah. We're, we're left as his wife, you know, his wives. <laughs> I would say as far as hopes for the future, um, I hope they actually have a clear plan because I'm pretty sure the original series planned on Ragnar's death and that's basically all they wrote for. And then they had kind of guessed. So I hope they just have an idea. Again, they have the history there. If they want to end it on the Battle of Stanford Bridge with Leif Erikson going to Vinland uh, with uh, Harold Hardrada at Stanford Bridge. And then they can do uh, Canute is like a good king of England for a long time. Uh, Olaf converts all of Norway to Christianity. So a lot of these characters do have significant impacts on the the, the end of the Viking Age. Uh, so I hope they have that written down. I hope they have it written down that season three is it or season four is it. And that that's where the show dies. Um, I hope they don't just keep they're not just going to keep hoping to keep going because that's eventually going to start revealing the flaws of the previous series that just went on a little too long. I, I agree 100% with that. I feel like as long as they have a clear ending point and don't go past that, I feel like it should be pretty solid. Yeah, as long as they plan it out and they avoid the weird sex and violence triangle that everything devolved into in the first. <laughs> I, I would say with Freydis, uh, I really hope with Freydis, like this is my hope for Freydis' character, which again, I believe is a really good representation so far of, uh, of paganism. Um, I hope what her character becomes is like as everything, uh, you know, Norway, you know, because this is inevitable. Norway becomes all Christian. Everything becomes Christian. I hope her character becomes this like village witch, honestly, that kind of like still teaches pagan practices to the small villages. And that's kind of what we see is her passing that torch uh, down to the, uh, the future generations of the stories. Maybe she's the storyteller in the end where she's like, let me tell you if my friends, Leif, Leif Erikson, uh, Harold Hadrada and Canute, who, you know, helped define our age of people. And like, is that storyteller? I hope that's what they do with her, because I think that'd be a really great note to end her story on and to show what paganism is about. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty solid. I, I'm in agreement with that. Mm. Uh, but Ultimately, I think we're going to end this episode here uh, simply because I, you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse as far as the conversations. I, you know, I, I'm glad we were able to talk about this. Uh, you know, ultimately, I do think you should watch it. It seems like that's a consensus of the co-host here, uh, but also because there's a thunderstorm going on right now in my area and it keeps on trying to shut down the podcast. <laughs> uh, so we do need to wrap it up here. Uh, so thank you all very much for joining us for this, uh, this video review of Vikings Valhalla. I hope you check it out uh, and let us know down below what you thought of this show but more so i hope you check out the folk podcast uh again we wanted to do this on here we've only done one other video podcast we don't plan on doing it like for every episode uh for the most part you can find us on spotify apple music google podcasts and all the other podcast stuff that like two people use uh but we're on there uh so i hope you check us out uh link down below but uh thank you so much for joining us uh and uh yeah until the hall skull skull skull